Hey, what's going on? It's your girl, Prodigy the Brand, and you're listening to a brand new episode of the What's Happening Podcast. And as we know in this world, something's always happening. So let's get into it. I am so excited that you all decided to tune in and listen to me. This is my first episode, my first recording. I'm so very excited. Honestly, why? Why what's happening? Why this podcast? You know, personally, I enjoy educating people through thought-provoking conversations, truly. And my intentions for this podcast is that you all as the audience, one, leave with something. If it's a feeling, if it's a thought, if it is educational, if it's something that you just learned about something new, as long as you leave with something, one, I've done my job. But two, I hope to spark a conversation that's built into your dinner table, your lunch hour, your ride home, conversations with your friends, your family, and even your lover. And so with that being said, let's get into some things that's happening in the world. And um, I don't think, I think we'll start off light. It's the first episode. Let's start off light. Let's start off light. We're going to talk about some of the social things that are just happening in the world right now. It's really, really crazy. If you're thinking about social media right now, um, right now I'm on um, an, an, an app called Anchor, right? Social media is taking over our lives. It has been since 2000. Um, but right now there are a couple of ways that you can completely revamp your identity, revamp your brand, get yourself out there. And this app is called Clubhouse. Um, there's been a lot of conversation about Clubhouse. First of all, Clubhouse is in its beta stage, okay? So beta stage meaning that is not um, available to everyone. It's not on um, Android. Um, it's not on all Apples. You have to have the invite to be able to join it. But it's it's a really great app. Why? What is what is Clubhouse? It's essentially a drop-in audio chat. It is essentially a big old podcast um, with multiple people that can hold the floor, that can hold discussions. And honestly, the great thing about Clubhouse is that it goes from educational to downright nasty. I mean, there was a room in there um, that my girl, H. Maddie, she has a podcast. Make sure you listen to her. Um, she talks about, she told me me about a room in where they were just moaning. <laughs> Like, you just went in the room and folks was moaning, like, what? <laughs> like, what? And the person who got kicked out of, the, of that room came in and she meowed like a cat. <laughs> okay, so that's one room. That's one room of a moaning room. And then another room that I went into, my personal self, um, was real estate investors. I'm not into real estate. Um, I do know that is the number one way to become a millionaire in this country, but I'm personally not into real estate at this point in time. But I just wanted to know what they were talking about. So I went into a room where Fortune 500 CEOs, people who are millionaires, billionaires, in a room with 30 people that are like, I won't say nobody's because nobody's a nobody in this world, but not non-millionaires, you know, people people just like me across the world who are just listening and getting tips, getting um, understandings, being able to ask questions. And that is an amazing platform. I think that's something that's definitely, definitely standing out. Um, from all other social media platforms is that this free flow education. Instagram, the person really has to, you know, you have to follow the right person and know that they're going to get the information. Clubhouse is essentially nothing but thousands of rooms um, covering a variety of different topics that are all informational. You can learn something from them. You have the opportunity to ask questions. You can follow the moderators. You can connect with their social media outside of the app. So Clubhouse is, is, is really cracking. There's a lot of people that hate on it. Haters are everywhere, but also to each his own, right? Something I've definitely learned throughout life is that everything's not for everybody. And so 
for me, I love Clubhouse. I'm able to moderate, hold, facilitate rooms with different people across the world, have really interesting conversations. Um, and I'm also able to keep those people that are in that audience and in that room and be able to bring them over to my own social media page so that they can listen to hopefully, ah, what's happening? So again, Clubhouse is a great, great way if you're trying to revamp your brand, if you want to get more information, if you want to connect with people across the world, if you want to get with like-minded people, if you want to just have fun, there's always a room going on. You'll never be tired of it. Um, so Clubhouse is definitely the, the, the most popular social media app right now. Um, get on it, get an invite, invite your friends, boom. And this is not a paid sponsorship. I just want y'all to know what's happening out here. You feel me? Clubhouse is great. I had a friend on there who was a TikTok star. He's a TikTok star and he created a room called How to Get Famous on TikTok. And now he went from 10,000 followers on TikTok to 30,000 followers on TikTok by holding the room <laughs> called How to Get Famous on TikTok. Absolutely crazy. So again, the hustle is always in you. The hustle is out there in the world. Get into it for real. Speaking of other social things, I think we all know, if you have not seen Bridgerton on Netflix, I'm a movie person. I really love documentaries, but there hasn't been really great, any great documentaries lately, but there's been a ton of great shows. Bridgerton took our world by storm. I think we all know that. Um, Bridgerton, Shonda Rhimes, ABC fumbled the bag per usual, did not respect the Black queen, did not respect her work, um, did not respect the impact that she had on their um on their company and you know they they fumbled a billion dollar bag for a two hundred dollar disney pass and if you don't know what happened with shonda rhimes at abc long story short they tried to play our girl they tried to play our sister okay shonda rhimes is shonda rhimes okay she gave you Grey's anatomy she gave you scandal if shonda rhimes asked you for a vip ticket for her dog to disney you know what you need to do abc get the goddamn doll the vip package get it a poodle spray, make sure it's bathed. You do whatever you do to secure your bag. But no, ABC thought they was ABC and they was like, nah, you can afford your own. <laughs> she knows that, player. And you can also afford to give her a VIP ticket, but they didn't. So Shonda Rhimes being the queen as she is, having the bags that she has, stacked up the way she does, said peace and hair grease. And what did she do? She went over to Netflix, which is on its way to be absolutely the biggest entertainment company in the world at this point in time um and that's 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 a whole nother podcast but went over to netflix netflix gave her millions of dollars and what did she give the people bridgerton she gave us the duke and i'm not going to even spoil it for you because there's some people that have yet to get on bridgerton yet and i'm gonna tell you this if you're one of those people like me, well, I don't really even care about the plot, but if the main person is fine, huh, you got my attraction. The Duke is all you need, ladies and gentlemen. And they them theirs. The Duke is all you need. That's all I got to say about that. She gave us Black excellence. She gave us Black royalty. Um, great plot. Great character development. Shauna Rhimes, you did it again. The girl does not miss. I'm also talking about Netflix stuff. Um, I really, really enjoyed Outside the Wire. Just so y'all know, it was really decent. Um, I'm one of them type of people where um, if I like you in a show, then I'll like you in movies. And so Anthony Mackie, we already know Anthony Mackie. He's absolutely immaculate. There's no conversation about that. Anthony Mackie is in heck of different things. And so he's a great actor. He did a great job. But Damson Idris, if you know him, he is Franklin Saint from Snowfall. 
Um, he is the second lead in this movie, and he does absolutely amazing. To be quite honest, long story short, um, two black men end up saving the world, but both make valid points. Um, that's about the end of the movie. I ain't gonna really go into it because I personally didn't like how it ended. You know, I'm a little, I'm a burn it down type of person. So if we ever get the opportunity to burn America down, shit, I say burn it. <laughs> but of course, you know, somebody got to come save America because we, you know, Captain Save a Ho. So whatever. But regardless, these are two great black men who did a great job in acting and the Netflix bag. Um, so watch Outside the Wire. Speaking of Dave, um, Dams and Injuries, Snowfall is coming back. I don't know if everybody loves Snowfall, but I do. It's four seasons um, created by John Sigmund, who may he rest in peace. And um, absolutely amazing. I personally believe that Snowfall is better than Power. I'm not going to lie to you about it. Okay, never mind. I take that back. I retract that. Because I think as people, we need to do better about always comparing. Two things can be separately great and in its own lane, and one does not have to cancel out the other. So I retract that statement. Snowfall is a great show. Um, it was a great show to connect with after I had watched Power um, to get that fixed. It's a whole different vibe, um, whole different setting, whole different type of moves, but it's absolutely great. You should watch it. Um, also, speaking about that, staying on just movies that are great, two movies that have completely taken us by storm but cost maybe like 5 to $7. Um, let me think about it. One Night in Miami. There you go. One Night in Miami. One Night in Miami, first of all, written, directed by Regina King. Regina King is absolutely immaculate. If you know anything about Regina King, you know that she is absolutely fire um, as a director, as a writer, as a producer, as an actress. She is absolutely amazing. So One Night in Miami is a 2020 American drama film. Um, essentially, it's based on a true story of a setting. So the setting is accurate, as in um, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke um, were in a hotel room. That is the trueness of this story. Um, but the movie goes into the conversation in which the Regina and the actors and the directors believed in which this conversation happened. If you get Muhammad Ali, Sam Cooke, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali in one room, then what is the conversation going to be about? So that's what the movie is about. I absolutely love it. I'm a Malcolm X lover. Um, may he rest in peace. Um, he, I think he's absolutely amazing. I think we all know this as well. But I didn't know a lot about Sam Cooke outside of his music. And so it was very, very interesting to see the little different side of um, what they what they wanted to say, um, how they believed that the conversation was going to be going. And so it was really, really dope. I really, really enjoyed it. So absolutely a great movie. Um, I did not know who Jim Brown was, so that was really interesting to kind of Google him and pretty much see that he was uh, one of the first, especially in the, in, in the means of being a Black person, uh, a Black athlete, to step away from his sports career and go straight into entertainment and uh, secure a whole other bag. So shout out to Jim Brown. Um, it was really, really interesting to see the conversations or how they played the dynamics of Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali. Um, I personally, as a fan of Malcolm X, of course, um, and if you're a fan of Malcolm X, you have to know a little bit about the Nation of Islam. Um, it was very interesting to see. I've always, I've always envisioned indoor wondered how that conversation with Malcolm and Muhammad Ali went when Malcolm X told um, Brother Malcolm, I mean, Brother Muhammad, that he was going to be leaving the Nation of Islam and starting his own set. Um, and so, as you know, if you know, there was a big rift, you know, saying they was homies, you know, Malcolm brought Muhammad in the fold. Um, and when he told him he was separated from Farrakhan, um, Muhammad Ali was like, what's up, man? <laughs> 
you're trying to stop my bag, ain't it? What's up, bro? You you Judas, ain't it? A2 Brute, man. Um, but he just didn't know what we all know now, man, that, that Malcolm was definitely right. And Muhammad Ali definitely said before he passed that he regrets not telling Brother Malcolm uh, how much he meant to him. So it was really interesting. I love Regina King, Black women. Um, we definitely need more directors, but the, all the actors in this was absolutely amazing. I love Aldis um, Hodge as well. I think he's absolutely beautiful. Everything about his Blackness features turns me on. Um, and so, yeah, great movie. Last but not least, I'm going to get off this movie tip, man, Cause, you, but you got to know what's happening. You got to know what's happening. American Skin. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to, I feel like you can't spoil American Skin. First of all, let's talk about this, right? Director, Nate Parker. Story by Nate Parker. Screen part, screenwriter, Nate Parker. Um, also influenced and financed by who? Spike Lee. That alone tells you what type of movie this is going to be, okay? If you know anything about Nate Parker, um, you know you know about Nate Parker. You know what vibe he's on. He is the next up-and-coming Spike Lee. There are a lot of random scene changes in... Um, misdirected energy within the whole entire movie which screams spike lee uh which screams spike lee but um it was a great movie um it is based essentially around a black black man seeing his son being killed by the police just as not being served per america um and he handles it differently um he doesn't just cry and say woe is me and god is good but he handles it differently. Now, to be quite honest, personally, again, like I said earlier, I'm a burn it down type of person. So personally, I said, I hated the movie. I hated it. I hated it. We already, you, you know what I just said, and I say he handled it differently. You know how this jump going to end. You know what's going to happen when you take police into hostage, okay, in the police department. So I feel like if you, if you go, if you already know what's going to happen when at the end, you might as well go on it. <laughs> really give us justice you feel me i'm not gonna lie i want a bullet in the head i wanted a bullet in the head of the cop but overall it was really good i understand why they didn't give it to us it probably wouldn't been approved if they had they had they done that but it gave you a lot of different perspectives from all sides of the conversations profiling fear cowardice training um it was it, it honestly was a really really good conversation piece that i think a lot of police police officers do not want to have, um, and even black people don't want to have about you know dynamics and stereotypes and what that looks like and what it can be perceived to be. Um, but I think they did a really good job getting to the conversation um, about that. And let me make my stance very clear in regards to police. Uh, fuck the police, um, defund them and abolish them immediately. Um, and I say that with being able to hold two truths, right? The police is bad. In all states, in all countries, the police is bad. <laughs> they are used as an oppressive force to um, keep the majority um, control policies in order and is not to help the people. That's just facts. There's way too much money that goes into policing. If you look at the budgets of all these different things, if you see the numbers of old police that's increased in the last 10 to 15 years in black and brown communities, you have seen that the crime rate has not gone down any at all. Um, and so that tells us a couple of things. One, over-policing does not help crime. Two, over-policing does not help crime. Three, over-policing does not help crime rate. Um, four, money needs to be redirected back into the people, into those communities. And so let's just put that at their first episode. Um, and I have cops in my family. They know what's up. <laughs> I 
they know I work actively every single day for them to lose a couple of millions. Um, and again, it's not always on police because they're not trained, you know? You shouldn't be going to a mental health call if you're a police officer. Why? Because you have no mental health training. Um, but why that is not, you know, talked about, why that can't be said by police chiefs and departments and unions, um, I think we know why. So that was my first tangent. Welcome to what's happening. <laughs> Welcome to what's happening. But outside of that, man, that was great. Um, that's what's happening in the world of social media, okay? Let's talk about some things that are happening politically. And and we got to talk about a couple of things in this, man. Uh, I'm going I'm to I'm cover a couple of things. What's happening politically? First, we're going to talk about COVID. We have to talk about COVID and the vaccines because it leans into the 21st century African Holocaust. Yes, I'm that person. I'm going there. If you know anything, Google this. 21st century African Holocaust. Pause, pause, pause it right now. Just pause it right now. Go Google that. Then come back and press play again, okay? Um, so then I don't spoil any of the good information for you. For, for, long story short, 21st century African Holocaust is um, a theory. And I say theory very lightly. It's a theory. Um, mm, yeah, I can't sugarcoat that. Long story short, Bill Gates is a sociopath. He's a murderer, sociopath. He's terrible. Um, he definitely comes from the lineage of the colonizers and the conquerors, the Spaniards. He's definitely that person. Because the problem in this world is that there's always a time in which one group of people or one person, and this me, or in this in this instance, a very rich one person, um, decides that he knows what's best for the entire world. And um, the 21st century African Holocaust is essentially people that Bill Gates hired, his board, his panelists, his friends, his buddies, um, his stakeholders. Um, they said that three billion Africans need to die. Um, to balance the world like this nigga is damn near Thanos right he's like we need that we need half of the half of the half of the African population to be decimated um and then everything will be back on balance and the way we're going to kill off all these Africans is through the vaccine boom um mm, you know I'm 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 I don't like to use the word conspiracy because when you use the word conspiracy, it makes it seem like you're crazy. And the thing about QAnon, these white ring supremacists, and white wing and white supremacists and these and these natures, that some of the things that they believe is absolutely wild, but some of the things they believe is absolutely true, such as QAnon that believes that 9/11 was facilitated by America. These are true facts. <laughs> these are true facts. Go across the world, talk to any of the countries about 9-11. They'll tell you something very, very, very interesting. But, of course, they call that crazy, right? They're they not crazy. They're not crazy. They're not crazy. They're not all the way crazy. Not all the way, not all the way, not all the way. And so, essentially, Bill Gates just feels like, hey, I'm going to vaccinate all these different Africans. I'm going to do the trial runs here. And then they're going to kill them off. And not only if they don't kill them off, they're going to be our test subjects for the vaccines to see if they work. Now, it's one of two things. One, I'm actually disgusted by it. Um, Bill Gates is terrible. Um, his group is terrible. All the things that they do is terrible. But what makes me more upset are the African leadership. And again, I, I feel I feel a couple of different ways about talking about things that you don't know fully about and or in, because I'm not an African. I've never been to Africa. I'm a descendant. I'm Black. I live in America. That's my culture. That's my people's here. And I know they recognize everybody comes from Africa. So I'm not in that world. So I really don't feel comfortable all the way talking about it. But I'm going to say this. Same way for our black leaders here. 
there has to be something said about the African leadership because at some point in time, you've got to stop allowing white men, white colonizers to come into your country and use and slaughter your people and use them as guinea pigs. Um, and Bill Gates, his people pretty much said they're deplorable Africans. They don't give to the currency, they don't give to the community, they don't give to the world. And so killing three billion of them is nothing, but it will help everybody else in the world. <clears throat> How? How three billion people, three billion Africans, <clears throat> the disposable. How are they not? a part of the currency. We built this country. What do you mean? But that's how they think. And so the fact that African leadership has allowed these people to come over and set up these workshops in America, we'd be like, what the heck? Don't do that. Don't do that. But as Americans, Black Americans, we can't say nothing because we allow people to come into our communities and build up fields, plants, redliners, you know what I'm saying? Put us in bad environmental, you know, environments. Flint, Michigan, like we, we just now being able to hold the people who poisoned the world of water in Flint, Michigan. Like in America, they couldn't drink the water. And they're just now being held up on charges, literally like five to six years later, and the water in Flint is still not clean. Like shout out to Jaden Smith and Will Smith for bringing over some just water because God dang, the country didn't do anything. And so again, power is power, but there has to be something to be said about the African leadership. So I'm gonna get off that. Cause I'm getting upset. <laughs> I'm gonna get off that. I'm getting upset. I don't know if you're gonna take the vaccines. I'm gonna say this. Do whatever's best for you to each his own. Um, I will be getting it. I ain't got the flu shot since like the age of six. I'm good on all vaccines. I don't trust it. Um, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I just don't trust it. I don't trust any. The whole entire world has been without a vaccine for like a whole year. And America finds the first one and not just one, like three of them? Hell no. Mm -mm. America is one of the dumbest countries in the goddamn world. There is no way in hell that we came up <laughs> with a vaccine over china india mm -mm, nope disagree don't believe it but hey if you get it shout out to you i'm happy for you bless you i hope everything works out get part one and part two and then you come on here and you let us know what happens but i believe it's a tracker in there i don't know what it is but i'm good i'm not getting that's the 21st century holocaust be aware of that people check into that research that understand that because um, if anybody needs to be canceled, the world needs to be Bill Gates. Granted, if we try to probably make a boycott of Bill Gates, they'll probably shut down all of our social media accounts because he's just that rich. But you know, hey, that's fine. Small price to pay. Small price to pay, Lord. It's all good. Anyway, another thing that's happening. What's happening? Shit, stocks. The stock market is happening, man. I'm sure if you were listening to this, you probably seen it all on your feed. AMC, GME, Robin Hood, stealing from the hood. <laughs> stock markets. And you're probably like, what the heck is happening? Why are all these black people getting into stocks? First of all, get into stocks right now. I am late in the game. I've been trading for now about a month. Um, listening to great people um, like uh, my boy Ford, shout out to Highlander Media, hashtag, support that, um, who's been putting me on game, sending me videos to watch. First of all, stock markets is the best way that you're going to make money in this country. I'll never forget a rich white man told me in Memphis, Tennessee, I didn't become rich by saving. I got rich from trading. Um, I didn't understand that then, but I definitely understand that now. Um, and so things like Bitcoin, I remember people were investing in Bitcoin in my senior year, my junior year of college. And now they're like, they made like 10,000 bucks overnight. Um, and so it's really, really, stocks is like a job, honestly. You really need to do research. It depends on what type of stock, stock trader you want to be. Um, if you want to go, if you want to trade short term, if you want to invest long term, I'm an, I'm an, I'm an, I'm a long term investor. I don't like researching, keeping up with stuff. I want to do research into a couple of stocks, 
No one's going to go in the next three to five years, invest my money, let it sit, and I don't even look at it no more, okay? But the thing that happened about stocks is this. Long story short, there's big-time investors, like we all know, right? Wall Street. We hear about Wall Street, but we don't know what it is. Nothing. It's just a whole bunch of white people, rich people. Let me stop saying white. Rich people, hedge funds, people that got billions of dollars, that get paid billions of dollars and millions of dollars to trade. Um, and that's all they did in Wall Street. They just looked at things. Oh, this company is going to tank. Starbucks is going to tank. Uh, Atari is going to tank. CVS is going to tank. Blah, 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 blah is going to tank. And therefore, we're going to take out our shares and put it over here. And or we're going to buy more shares because they're going to get a new business person. Um, stock tip, like Walgreens. Walgreens has been the lowest SP500 probably for the last two years. SP500 is like all the companies in America um, that that are in the stock trade market. Um, Walgreens is like at the bottom, right? Absolutely trash. Stocks are low. Um, I've hella invested in Walgreens right now. Why? Um, because one, they're going to get the vaccine. So the vaccine is going to be the same vaccine that's killing everybody in that Holocaust. Yep. Yep, I'm a capitalist, right? Ooh, I'm American. <laughs> I'm American and like a mug. Um, the Walgreens is going to be able to start distributing those vaccines, which means what? They're going to have more people to come into it. Not only that, Walgreens just hired a black woman CEO. Black woman, I believe she came from Starbucks. So now you're about to have a whole new wave of marketing um, ideas, business strategies coming from a black woman, which, as we know, anything we touch is gold so bam walgreens just like that is going to rise in the next one to two years and so i'm just sitting in it i'm just sitting in it so what happened sorry i'm rambling what happened with robin hood what happened long story short there was a group of hedge funders so the big bosses big traders and they were like hey we're gonna play the game y'all ready what's the game we're gonna crash gamestop like we're just gonna kill it we're just gonna tell everybody it's trash we're gonna pull out of it and it's gonna crash and then when it crashes we're gonna buy it back up, and then we're just gonna be good. Somebody on Reddit, you gotta love Reddit. You gotta love the people. Somebody on the, the, the Reddit was like, "Yo, f y'all, <laughs> AMC and GameStop, hey y'all, let's buy it up." They 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 dropping it. So let's just buy it up. So hella real realtor investors, which are the little people, me, your mama, your grandmother, your daddy, your brother, hell of us just bought up all the stock and put GameStop, AMC. Well, like 300,000%, 300,000% up and lost, and the hedge fund people lost billions of dollars, like $3 billion, a bit, I'm laughing, y'all, $3 billion because they tried to play a game and poor people were like, oh, it's game time. And we hit the jackpot. And I'm not even a part of this hitting jackpot. I said we, as a collective poor investors, real realtor investors, small people. I'm so happy that we got this win. So what's the big drama, right? And we won. Why is there drama? It's drama because places like Robinhood, which is a free trading app, which has been very, very used by millions of people, especially small investors, they blocked those trades. So it was like AMC, it's like a dollar. Just buy it up. And Robinhood was like, nope, you can't buy it. Sorry. You can't do it. You can't get on your come up. You cannot get this bad. They just block the ability to be able to trade these stocks, buy these stocks up from all of their consumers because they're in bed with the hedge fund people. Now, Robinhood, of course, has come out and just said, no, it wasn't that. It was a liquidity issue. No, it wasn't that. It was this issue. Oh, it was a regulatory bullshit. They were getting screwed over and did not want their users to become rich overnight because, yes, they want you to invest, but they don't want you to invest enough to become rich. So that's 
that's that's just what happened. That's that's essentially what just happened. That's what happened. So get into stocks, start Googling, start researching it. It's not too late. Get into it right now if you're trying to build generational wealth for your family, okay? Politically, also, man, a Biden administration is a lot going on. Hey, first of all, fuck Trump. Happy he's gone, but he was a necessary evil. I said a long time ago when he got elected, hey, Trump is going to do some amazing things. And not because he's going to be an amazing person or the things he's going to do is great, but because the things that he's going to mess up is going to bring light, shed light on so many different issues in the country uh, that people are trying to ignore, that people won't see. Um, there's no way possible that you are going to be getting these type of police reform or these conversations um, for a president to even say Black Lives Matter publicly. That's, that wasn't happening pre-Trump. And because he tore down the system and because he showed us so much of how prevalent white supremacy is in this country, um, he gave us that leeway to really be able to say, we want to abolish police. We want to do this. We want to change this. And so, you know, I'm a firm believer in holding two truths. You got to be able to know, yes, ice cream is really good and it's sweet and it tastes good, but it's also very high in calories and fat. And so it's going to hurt your, 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 your losing weight efforts. You got to be able to hold two truths. And so, yes, Biden has passed a lot of executive orders that are very, like, grassy. That's like a very, like, smile face. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Biden. We really appreciate that. But at the end of the day, it actually is so good. Some things that are symbolic and or representational are sometimes good. Barack Obama is one of those things. Now, granted, I love Obama, but we'll just be real about what Barack Obama was and what his presidency was. Very representational. Uh, and Trump was a backlash of that representation. But as we see and as we know, representation matters. And so things like putting Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill, people are like, no, that's nothing for us. That means nothing. Nah, I disagree. I think it's very, it means a lot because if you go to other countries, as a world traveler, I'll see, I always get currency. And if you look at any currency across the world, the money, the people who own that money are revolutionaries, are educators, are presidents, are a lot of different things that tell the story of that country. And so, for a country that has yet to acknowledge slavery, for real, for real. Like, I think Biden is probably going to be the president that does it at this point in time. He had two black people in your ticket. Like, he real, real Negroed out right now. But for a country that's never acknowledged slavery and nor using black bodies for currency for 400 years without any type of repayment, that is very, very big to be a part of that story. Because when somebody comes to our country and gets a $20 bill, they might ask, as we ask, we travel other places, who is this person? And someone had to tell them, oh, that's Harriet Tubman. What did Harriet Tubman do? Well, uh, she was a what? Like, that's great. That's absolutely immaculate. And so, yes, it does not, you know, put us in a monetary or financial position to be, you know, the the, the majority great in, 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 in the means of finances, but it does mean something representational-wise. It does tell a story, and it does matter. And so, I'm very excited about the $20 million bill. I'm very excited about the things that Biden is doing. Um, even though a lot of them are representational, they still matter, and they're still doing good things. And Ron wasn't built overnight, so he's not going to get police reform overnight. But the fact that he's calling for police reform is immaculate, and uh, I really, truly appreciate that. So let's be real about it. So those are all the things that's happening culturally, um, politically. And so now I'm just going to talk about what's happening with us as a people. And I'm not talking about black people. I'm talking about brown people, marginalized people. If you listen to this, you the people. Um, a lot's happening right now. Um, a lot of people don't have jobs. Job security is crazy. Mental health is crazy. Family is crazy. Love, um, understanding love, finding love, dating is hard. Friendships are hard to keep right now. And so I just want to say, be encouraged, man. Um, personally, I, I, I did this podcast to make sure that also you know, gave a little insight on myself. I lost two jobs this year. 
One, I was laid off for it because of COVID. One, I was technically, I'm doing an air quotation, fired from for not fitting into the SXU culture. Um, so long story short, I was I was I was at a job and it was Trump supporters and a you know black woman here who was just trash at her job and was a liar. And when I tried to quit, um, they they just fired me before I could quit. That's about it. That's about it. But at the end of the day, still lost two jobs and you know wondering where that check's gonna come from, wondering where that next job's gonna come from, wondering what I'm gonna do. And honestly, what all I can tell y'all that I did is trusting in God. I rededicated my life to Jesus Christ a couple of months ago, and it's been the best experience of my life. Born and raised as a Christian, born and raised in Chicago, um, went to school in the South, went to Memphis, Tennessee, go Tigers, um, and always struggled with my relationship with Christ and my relationship with God because I wanted it to be a genuine love and genuine respect both ways. Um, and in those conversations, in that rededication, I learned to trust him, to follow him, and to follow his word, and I've been blessed. Like when I tell you I missed a meal, I've gotten like so many more meals, so many more extra bags. I've gotten, gotten the time to follow my dreams, follow my passions, job searching to the job that I want to. And um, only thing I can tell you all is be encouraged. Do not be discouraged. Do not feel bad. Do not feel low. Do not feel like you're not adequate because you are enough. Whatever the obstacle is right now in your life, I guarantee you, you can handle it. God will give you nothing you can't bear. So if you're not a Christian, you don't believe in God, that's okay. I'm not going to stop talking about this regardless, probably in every podcast. But what I can tell you this is what happening, what's happening in this world right now is a lot. And the only thing you can lean in and trust in is God's word, his love, and his unity. So with that being said, I want to thank you all for listening to this podcast. This is the first episode. It's in January, dropping one at the end of every single month. Um, this is the first um, anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death, January 26th. So this is when this podcast has been recorded. Um, and if Kobe Bryant's death taught us nothing, it's taught us that, one, our lives are so small compared to God and his plans for us. Two, life is short. Three, love on who you can. Make sure that your people are secure if you left this world today. And so follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Prodigy the Brand, P-R-A-T-A-J, the brand, Prada. Like the brand I can't afford, J. Like the letter, Prada J. That's how you say my name. So follow me on all of those. I look forward to talking to you soon. If you love me, support me, you like what you heard, please share this link, share this podcast, share it to somebody else. God is good. God is real. Love is all we have. Unity is what we need. Protect your energy. And until next time, thanks for listening to What's Happening.